Hello, everybody. George here. Um, just a little note before um, you get going on this week's podcast. Um, Colin obviously went on a big um, trip across Germany uh, this weekend, which which is great news, and we, we all love to hear about that. But um, we did end up um, going into quite a lot of detail about all of his um, various trips and, and days to different um games across the country um which resulted in the fact that if we put the podcast out um as one podcast one episode um it would have been um well over two hours long um and uh i'm almost certain that you have better things to do for two hours of your life than uh, than listen to me and um colin natter on um so just to explain that and also to explain why the end of the podcast um kind of cuts off without us saying goodbye um but that's your cue to to listen to uh to part two of um the um ground hopping um adventure of 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 colin moore from the previous weekend enjoy the pod paul lambert and karl heinz riedle 1 to 0 for borussia dortmund Hello and welcome back to the German Football Podcast. Uh, today, just the uh, the two man army, as our uh, our other comrades have uh, unfortunately abandoned us uh, for this week. But I, I myself, am super excited to. Uh, to be back on the podcast, I actually was quite jealous listening last time, uh, hearing about Fergus uh, gallivanting and 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 Roy and Roberts um, sort of gallivanting, but that, that that's also just kind of what they do, isn't it? Um, so I was very much excited to hear about our next uh, ground hopping adventure. Um, whilst I continue to uh, report from uh, the basement of my parents' house, um, as I'm still not back in Germany. Um, but less of that, more of uh, my uh, my very astute co-host and uh, St. Christopher himself, the traveller of, of, of German football grounds, Colin Moore. How, how are you doing? Very well. Only back in Scotland from yesterday. It's a weird change because usually when you go on holiday, you come back and you come back to miserable, miserable weather in Scotland. But it's sort of the opposite way about. The weather in Germany was terrible the weekend on our holiday and today it was actually quite sunny so that's that's a positive at least of, of being back home yeah it's always uh, that was good to be back in sunny happy to be gallivanting for once <laughs> yeah i know i guess I, I i guess it must be good for you because you've you had to sit there whilst um you know, roy and robert and i you know talk about our, our weekly adventures um across uh across germany to, to random corners of the country whilst um whilst you've been uh d- holding the fort down um in in Ayrshire. but um but no it was your turn your turn this weekend um a weekend which h- how far in advance had you planned it uh, it was booked about july yeah. i often try to go try to go in about september because the fixtures from the Bundesliga are set probably about until about this time because of the, the TV games. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're able to plan quite far ahead for this time of year. Uh, so it, it's been been in the works for quite a while. Yeah, well, I mean, you you, you certainly managed to get a lot in, and um, with um, 
forty percent of the Bundesliga being represented in in, in Europe um, this year. Of course, you had a more 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 chance to to watch a European game, which is the first game you got to on the the Thursday night. Um, Elster FC Köln against um, Slovakia, which I I've got to admit I did actually think was a beer, um, but that's I think that's Carla Paco or variation. It definitely rhymes with Slovakia. Um, Carlo Vachko, that's it. Uh, it's a Croatian beer, actually. Uh, but no, you didn't find yourself up against um, a Croatian lager, or <laughs> you, you weren't playing at all. But Cohen didn't find himself up against a Croatian lager. You uh, you went to the the Rheinegi Stadion in Mungersdorf for for what I believe was the first time. It was also your first European game, unless uh, Air have had some uh, ventures into the the Champions League. I don't know about. Right on, right on the count that it's my first European game, but it's actually my, my third time in Mungersdorf. Uh, you must, you, you must not have been paying attention to the episode back in May where I, I <laughs> in detail described the cold Wolfsburg game, but that, that's fine. Yeah, no, I, 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 that was the game you were in the Wolfsburg away end, eh? That's yeah. correct. Yes, the first time I went was 2019 against yeah. Darmstadt. Mm-hmm. And I saw them a few months ago against Wolfsburg. But yeah. the first time in Europe, and actually the first Köln win that I've seen, because the other times I've lost. Yeah. So last last time you turned up in your uh, Volkswagen convoy into the away end, but um, it was an evening match, as, as they are the European games. How, how did you kind of find the, the build-up? You know, they talk about the European buzz. Did you kind of notice know, know the difference? Was there a nice, nice, nice buzz around the game? You know, Köln, quite a good atmosphere then than being represented in, in Europe now? To be honest, I felt like there was slightly less of a buzz. I'm not really sure. Like, the, there wasn't, a, it wasn't a complete sellout. Um, and we we had only arrived really late afternoon in Düsseldorf, so quickly headed to the hotel. Um, then checked in, headed to Köln, got the, got the train and the S-Bahn out to Mungersdorf. And, Usually, I remember the first time. First time I was there in the lead up to. I don't, I don't know if you know the like the for the Rhein Energy Stadium. There's like a big gateway that says Rhein Energy, and then a path that goes mm-hmm. through like a big grassy area. Mm-hmm. And I remember from when I'd been before, there was a lot of food, food stalls around about that, but but there wasn't any. For some reason, there, there wasn't any food served directly outside the ground, so you really had to go straight in if you wanted some food. Um, and as I said, with it not being a sellout, there was probably slightly less people about. It was about 47,000 or so. There wasn't really the same away support. I think it was only about 100, 150 from Cherpa that they'd come. Yeah. But uh, don't, don't get me wrong. I mean, the actual atmosphere of the, the game was brilliant like from the home end. Even their away fans as well, they, they were pretty good considering the, the small numbers that they had. I saw they, they all had their, their tops off at one point. They did. They, they they were doing a, a Poznan at one point, but was was quite quite impressed by impressed by the the, the noise that they made. I, I mean, it was maybe partly because where our seats were directly, honestly, directly next to where they were. Like we were in the lower tier, so not too far away from the, the standing section in that corner and Kilm's ground. But I remember one point I was I was coming back from the toilet or something like that, so I was, I was like in the lower. Like the walkway at the bottom, so I took a picture from the, in front of the away end, and one of the fans was waving at me. Yeah, so that, that was my that was a wee highlight. Some, <laughs> some guy near the front. 
Because um, as much as much as the as much as they made, there was like two sort of capos. Uh, there wasn't like that many. It seemed proper like ultra types. I don't think like you would expect from some other Czech teams. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you think that I was going to ask you? Well, do you think that obviously what happened um, the week previous um, in Nice, obviously terrible scenes, the game nearly got abandoned, um, you know, multiple injuries, one person being in a um, serious state uh, in hospital. Um, do you think that that there was there was any kind of sense of that had like brought things down at all? Was there any kind of talk of that that, that you noticed? Or I think so. I think just because I, I was going to try and get to the game anyway, I was sort of keeping an eye on social media, uh, on the comments, and there, there seemed to be quite a few negative comments from their own fans about some of the conduct in the Nice game. Obviously, it didn't sell out because I, I remember. It wasn't really until a couple of weeks ago that I'd noticed that this game was even on the Thursday night. Realised we could go, and I was thinking, oh, first first call and group stage game, they're, they're bound to sell that out. It's one of the toughest stadiums to get tickets for. Um, but considering how much of a, a big deal the fans tend to make at Cool, I mean, invading the pitch when they qualify for the Conference League, not every team would do that, but. All of a sudden, that so I was I was really thinking that if I had to get I was to get any tickets, it would be in the away end. But that that was really too difficult. It ended up being most of the tickets were sold at the the Slovatsko ticket office, and then for ones, and, and, and even the tickets that they were selling, they wanted you to fill out some departure form with your passport number and everything, which seemed a bit dodgy for like so they could trace back any any misconduct to to you and serve. Banning orders out, and then they, they served a they, they sold a few via email. I think well, you had you had the email, but it was tra- an international transfer, and it, it was just seemed too complicated. So I, I was sort of resigning myself that I might not be able to go. But then, as Cool does, they tend to put out the sort of secondary market tickets uh, a few days before, and that there was quite a quite a number available that came on the, the Monday or the Tuesday of last week. I managed to pick some up quite easily, and then. I was checking in the lead up to game how many that had been sold and there were still quite a few empty spaces. I think the tier we were in the the stand across from the camera. I think the tier above us was probably quite a few empty spaces, but you couldn't really see during the game, obviously, because of where we were. But and then obviously the away end wasn't completely sold out either. So that, that brought the crowd down a wee bit. But like to answer your question, I think it did bring a bit of a dampener down. Because I, I would I'd, I'd also seen that the the game had been upgraded to high risk uh, in terms of the status from UEFA. I know Cullen had still been on probation from their conduct during the Arsenal game back a few years ago. I think because of the sort of cumulation of that, they, they declared it high risk. So I'd seen that no alcohol had been sold on the ground. So I ended up not buying a beer, but I saw quite a few folk with beer. So I'm not, I'm not really sure if that, that actually was put in place. So, that was, a, that was a bit of a regret, but got 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 some rised off before heading into the ground. So, oh, he got tanked up. No, it's it's good. It, it's uh, it, it it would have been good to um to see you um, and it, it was t- two of your mates here with, wasn't it? Yes, uh, new new friends of the pod, Peter and Ross. Yeah, um, Peter and Ross. Been, been to Germany with me before. Uh, 
Ross has been with me to Dusseldorf before back in 2019. Yeah. But Peter, and I believe uh, Ross has actually been to a match that you attended last season. Victoria Bell and versus Victoria Bell. Yeah. Osnabrück, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, that, and, uh, Peter had been to Bell a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Well, interesting fact about Scotland is that every third bloke is actually called Ross. So um, it makes sense there was three of you <laughs> and, 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 uh, and one of them called Ross. Um, now I was just saying it would have been interesting for the, to the for the three of you to have uh, been in there with a uh, hundred um, Czech topless men. Um, yeah, do the Poznan. <laughs> that, that would have uh, that would have been great viewing. Um, no, in, that thing with the the niece thing though. Um, Noah at work uh, may as well call him in front of the pod now. He was telling me that apparently what actually happened there. Um, he he was also he was funny enough also at the Cohen game. He's a Cohen season ticket holder. Was telling me that. A lot of it had to do with the fact that um, I think it's Paris FC, one of the clubs in Paris that's not PSG, I think it's Paris FC, has a partnership with um, Cohn and they came to the Nice game and they were like helping like provoke things basically. Um, just this what, what I thought I heard it was PSG. Might have been. It might have been. Zotras or something. PSG Zotras. Um, and they just basically want to tear up. Um, so that's that's kind of what kicked off there. But you know, sh- shame to well, obviously it's just it's shame to see they loomed over the game a bit. But um, it's, we'll get on to the actual football itself, uh, shall we? We, we talk, talk about some some football that was played for once. Um, Cohen four, Slovakia two. Um, a very uh, very um entertaining game. A very um FC Cohen under Stefan Baumgart style game, I'd say. Uh, full, full energy um, it was very enjoyable for me to watch. Obviously, Cole nearly um, threw it away at one point. The the away side bringing it back from two nil to two two at one point. But um, I talk no, talk talks talks through the game, Colin. Obviously, a six six goal thriller. You really really got um, the value for your money there. I know it was a perfect start to the weekend. I would I would also say it's. The most exciting game I've been to in Germany. I think I'd been to one six goal game before, but to see a team go in a two goal lead at half time and then get it pulled back and then the whole team goes on to win. Um, it was just really exciting. The atmosphere was brilliant, which which helped as well. Well, um, um, I, I, you know, I, Cone, I see, I see your, um, your I would I would um raise your Cone for Slovakia too in terms of the most exciting game you've ever seen. Um, to uh, Magdeburg nil, uh, Wolfsburg kickers one, um, which probably <laughs> ranks right up there for uh, the worst football game I've ever seen. But I uh, know, no, do, do carry on. I just wanted to see if I could trump you there. I, I, I think I've been, I have been quite lucky with uh, goals in Germany in general for my games, but that that, that was that, this one was particularly good. And I don't know, Köln looked by far the better side in the early stages. They had quite a weakened team out from the league game. It was quite a quite a, a changed side. Uh, they got the first goal. You thought it was going to be quite simple, but then they sort of eased off a bit after the first one came, went in. Slovakia had quite a lot of the play, grew into it. I should also add, I should also add before I forget, during the first half, um, after the kickoff and everything, um, three gentlemen sat down next to us and. They said something, and Ross next to me goes, I think that guy was Scottish. And it turned out it was two Kilmarnock fans and a St. Mirren fan. <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, Stadium. Um, 
missed kickoff because apparently, well, I'm assuming this is why they missed kickoff that they they had flown into Kilmbon and were staying in Düsseldorf, so it took them like two hours to get to the hotel, um, and ended up missing missing the kickoff and then left before full time. So I'm sure that was a worthwhile experience. But the two Kilmarnock fans, not not really the. I, I, I can't say I was best pleased about that. Uh, and they were both, they were all three of them, including the St. Marinmont fan, were from, from, were from Irvine and Ayrshire. So it was a bit, bit, bit surreal. And there was also two Aberdeen fans in the row behind as well who, who <laughs> suddenly appeared. <laughs> um, they just put all the Scots together. They just know that it's, yeah. <laughs> I think it would have been, it would have been de- definitely would have been entertaining if uh, all the Scots had ended up in the Slovakia end, jumping about topless. <laughs> no, that's good. That's good. Um, <laughs> no, it was it, it was it was an entertaining game. Uh, the the sort of um, Lubicic got the last the, the last few goals. Mm. Cone, um, yeah. And, and, and yeah, I mean uh, Cone. Kiln sort of went two 0 up, sort of against the run of play. I would have said because Slovakia had grown into it. But then, I mean, start of the second half, they just came right out of the blocks and scored two goals. Very, uh, very great celebrations in the away end. You know, sort of they, after they got the they got the consolation goal, like the one goal back, then they let off a smoke bomb, and uh, loads of the Kiln fans started whistling and chucking beer down at them. Uh, and it, it is one thing I've learned from watching. Watching German football, but even the equaliser as well. They were sort of, their celebrations were quite, um, I don't know, seemed quite confrontational, like um, yeah, sort of gesturing towards Köln fans. I've learned that German fans really don't like getting provoked like that. Um, yeah, I don't know, you saw the scenes with Raphael Giekovic against Werder Bremen a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, um, good in the Werder Ultras who sort of clambered down to the side track. Then also the our Zwickau game where um, Gomez, I think the player was, had scored and then celebrated in front of the hour block. Then he was nearly attacked during his interview after the game. German fans just don't really seem to like that, mm. I, I have found. Yeah, if anyone's not seen that, by the way, that was absolutely insane. I've actually never seen that happen anywhere. Um, yeah, um, Gomez, an American player, plays for Zwickau, was doing an interview with Magenta Sport. And uh, <laughs> I shouldn't laugh, but... Um, yeah, each of it essentially just got. Um, uh, a, I would say a, a, a missed rugby tackle was the best way I could describe it. Um, certainly, um, yeah, it was certainly unique. But no, you're you're for sure right, and as a good example of um, Geekovic, um, again, some um, Bremen they kind of take it more of a as yeah an affront um, on the fans. I mean, Geekovic one that was right in front of all where all the Bremen ultras were. Um, and he had already been kind of provoking them. They'd been provoking him as well. So, um, although if anyone that was going to run on the pitch with to have a scrap with, I probably wouldn't choose um, Rafa Gikovic, <laughs> to be honest, with those piercing eyes. Um, but no, a good a, a, so a good first game. One last question: the the kit, the European the Cologne European kit. Do you like it? I'm a fan. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, like, I think I like all the cool kits this season. I mean, Ross bought the blue away one, which is very nice as well. Quite a quite a big fan of. Quite, I, I like I like their Hubble kits. I, I couldn't I couldn't say that I like all of Air's Hubble efforts 
as much as those ones. I was sad to say maybe they maybe they put more effort into the, the European teams' kits. Uh, but no, I, I liked it. Yeah, no, no. Was, if, I, I must say I was um I was sitting down here here work, working on that game actually. Um, and I was uh. Very jealous of the fact you were there, Colin. Um, it was uh, a, a very exciting uh, game to kick off uh, your, your your long weekend. Um, so you were staying you were staying in Dusseldorf. Uh, so obviously went back there, and then um, tell us do do tell um, where you were off to next. Your uh, your your favourite haunt. Should I do the ratings quickly? <laughs> yes. How could I forget? Sorry, it's been so long since I've been in the hot seat. Let's go through. Let's go through the ratings. So, it's in terms of the game. What the game we're expecting? We're expecting big numbers, right? Ten. The first ten that I've, I've given, I, I believe. Wow, mate! I'm just getting so many images of um when they give a ten on Strictly and everyone just um <laughs> it was absolutely mental. Um, yeah. So ten for, for right the crazy um the stadium. The stadium. The stadium. Oh, um, I do think it looks nice when it's at night time. Yeah, when it when it's lit, lit up in red and white, those 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 poles look super nice. Um, I think it's it's um, a decent. It's quite obviously we talk about the travel. It's quite far out of the city centre, mm-hmm. which if it was closer to the city centre, it would probably be a, a ten. But it, to be fair to it, it's quite well connected. Um, yeah, you've got an S bum. We went via the S-Bahn line where you get into Mungersdorf and it's about a 15-20 minute walk from there but then there's also a tram that stops directly outside the ground. I've never ended up getting that because I've always just assumed that it's going to be absolutely heaving because mm-hmm. of how close it is to the stadium but we'll get on to other grounds as we as we go on but I, I think it probably is one of the more well-connected ones especially when you're trying to get away at that time of night. So, I mean, yeah. 9 o'clock kickoff, something for UK fans I'm definitely not used yeah. to. Especially after such a long day travelling, getting in from Scotland, we're absolutely shattered. So it was quite quite handy that transport transport links are pretty good, and you can get back to Dusseldorf relatively quickly. Yeah, yeah. So I'll give this stadium about a nine. Very nice. And um, food and drink. I've just we've just heard that um, there was no drink, although that there, there seems to have been a a, a Schwarzmarkt for a, a black market for. Um, for beer potentially, did you did you get to get any food? I managed a currywurst with pommes, which was very nice. Um, I would, I, I mean, I'm trying to think, I'm trying to remember. It, I just, it, was, it was a long time ago now. Roy Roy said on the last okay. podcast that he um, that he has mustard on his um, on his chips. <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 thought I thought he'd made a mistake when he said that. <laughs> um, I thought... Got my... Apply myself. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, I can't say I've ever heard of that, to be honest. Um, it's, yeah, so uh, there was... So presumably there was no, there was no mustard um, on, on your chips, just the, just the ketchup. Mayo. Mayo, Mayo for, for me. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, so it looks like you, you got... Um, you headed back to, uh, to Dusseldorf uh, interesting about Dusseldorf is obviously um, the US are playing Japan um, in Dusseldorf, which has this is the city with the biggest Japanese population outside of Japan. 
Um, they're playing them on on Thursday or Friday. Um, and the U.S. national team actually um, staying in Cologne right now and uh, training at the um, Rheinland-Nagy Sport Park, um, when obviously not too far where, where you were last weekend. Um, we obviously headed back to Dusseldorf um, to get to get some well well earned rest before um, before uh, going to the 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 Keller duel between um, your favourite um, Eski Vattenscheid Nord Neun and uh, Espel Strelen. Um, to, to, the the floor is yours. I, I'm I'm really I'm just <laughs> overly excited. I, to, to well, I mean, say. there was there's definitely much power up to this uh, among the three of us. I'd, I'd I'd not only like waxed lyrical about the, the the quality of the ground, the floodlights, but also the as I mentioned in our last podcast, the music from <laughs> Lenny Ruppert, um sings the club anthem, sings the goal song. Um, and he's got he's got he's got a full album on Spotify of Vattenscheid's got Vattenscheid's songs. So if you if you search Lenny Lenny with an I at the end, um, you'll, you'll find some good gems. Uh, but because of that build up, the the actual experience, uh, I mean, it made it probably one of the biggest disappointments of the weekend. Mainly that we never got to hear the the wonderful goal song because the game was a four 0 win for the away side. Um, Mm-hmm. So I mean we got got in. It was a seven o'clock kickoff, so get to see the game under the lights, uh, which something I hadn't experienced the previous time that I was there since it was it was an afternoon kickoff this, that time. Uh, and walking to the ground, uh, I remember my way, but we we're approached by uh, a gentleman from behind us asking if we knew where to get to the ground, and he had an English accent, so it, it turned out he was a, a Cambridge fan, and. He uh, he followed us the way we were chatting quite a lot. Uh, a regular like regular groundhopper like like myself um, also follows follows Cambridge in England, but he has a pal in Duisburg, so he was staying there and heading to Bielefeld versus Kiel on the Saturday and Ferrell versus Duisburg on the Sunday. But it was good good chat to him, and then approached the stadium. The anticipation was growing, but it started. Pouring the rain, like bouncing off the ground, uh, which put a, a dampener on things, uh, and especially with Battenshite ground, which isn't the best covered I've ever been to, uh, but managed to get some shelter at, behind the sort of trees at the back of the terrace. So it, it, it wasn't uh, wasn't a, a complete disaster. Uh, managed to get some of the some. Yeah, no, I just the, the trees have sold me. Um, after after all, everything else you said about um, Vattenscheid, I think it's the um, <laughs> the trees offering you the shelter that have, uh, that finally tipped me over in favour of of, uh, of Vattenscheid. Well, if not the trees, you you will definitely be convinced by the bratwurst. Very nice. I, I even had two with <laughs> with them. So Jesus, um, you know, weren't messing around. That's impressive. With some uh, some nice stouter pills, yeah. very good, very good, op- very good, um, oh, very good sausage options. Not not so good in terms of pomace because there isn't any. Oh, really? Which is it's quite strange. Yeah, um, I remember we were obviously I, I mentioned last time that um, Battenshite has a the card system, which so you you load you can load five euros, ten euros, fifteen euros onto this card. Yeah, it's and that's how you you pay things, which. It's absolute liberty. I mean, you, 
you can go you can go back at the end of the, the game and then get your money back if you've got anything left on the card to be fair and it, it does it speeds up the queues at the bar so you're not having to fiddle about the cash or anything but mm. the lady at the lady at the stadium card desk uh, asks me when I'm asking for 15 euros or nine um, if I'm from Holland no <laughs> if I'm from England no it's like I'm Shottish and he's like oh Shottish and coming to Battenshire oh so she she was absolutely delighted with that. <laughs> I was expecting her to mention the ask me if I was uh, a Queens Park fan with the <laughs> friendship links, but luckily she didn't ask me that. <laughs> I thought she may have been may have been better about the the A United three two win over Queens Park in the season. So I'm glad that wasn't mentioned. That's probably why she didn't mention it. She's still she's still <laughs> reading from reading from that result. Um, well, I'm, I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad to know that uh, you, uh, you you made a, a a young ladies' weekend. Maybe maybe not for uh, maybe not for the last time. Um, apart from uh, from a, a charming um, the uh, the dinner ladies of um, of um, Eskivanshaid. You, you mentioned the game wasn't too good. I'm looking at the re- the uh, well. It's not really it's not really a report on kicker. There's literally. Um, yeah, there there's actually a description of what happened apart from the goals. Um, I've seen, seen to make things worse. It's also an own goal. Um, I'm just looking at um, Battenshire's last. Uh, they've their last games have been draw, loss, 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 draw, loss. <laughs> That's tough, actually. Um, which when you look at when you look at a. It's not much better for uh, for SL Sparling either. But um no, the game, it seems like it was said seventeenth versus eighteenth in the Regional League of Vest. Um for, for for all of football's purists um on, on, on Mash Day Nine. Um talk talk us through. Did, did, did the weather um hold up by by the time we got to kick off or I think by the time by the time we got to kick off it had the, the worst part was waiting about outside the ground with our, our new friend Simon. The Cambridge fans. We we discussed the uh, various um, German, Scottish, and English football um, football issues. But um, yeah, we, eventually when the actual game started, I think it was fine. There are a few showers throughout, but Battenshaid made quite a decent start to the game. I mean, you weren't really sure what to expect. Stralin with no points after so many games in the regional league of best. You're thinking. If a team like that is getting no points, they're probably absolutely horrendous at that at that level. But and Vanshay had plenty of chances, but just couldn't couldn't find the net. And Shallon ended up getting getting the first goal, and Vanshay just seemed to completely fall apart. I know the previous week they played away at Gladbach Zwei and conceded quite a late equaliser, so they, they seem to. I think that the confidence is definitely low. And Stralin just there's there seemed to build just throughout the game. Yeah, in terms of uh, I mean I, I was quite interested to know uh, Stralin. One of their players is actually Marcel Heller. I don't know if you remember him from the Bundesliga. Played for Darmstadt. <laughs> good, good to know. Yeah, well, I, I did, I did, yeah. I did have a look through to see if there's anyone I recognise, but um, unfortunately, my, my my knowledge is obviously failing me. Marcel Heller used to play for played for. That's where I mainly remember him from. Also played for Eintracht Frankfurt, Dresden, Augsburg. Uh, so some some pedigree out on the out on the right wing for Australia for Stralen. Uh, 
Van Shite could have maybe I could have done with his experience in the game because they just seemed to completely lose their heads. Two 0 down at half time. A couple of really good finishes in the first half, to be fair. But they were going up at half time, and one of the Van Shite fans absolutely screaming at them as they were going walking towards the tunnel. Um, so the mood mood definitely seems low. Things didn't really improve in the second half. That third goal, as you mentioned, an own goal, pretty calamitous own goal, was the defender sort of poked it towards his own net. Uh, that, I think it was a shot from a shot which was sort of deflected further. The defender helped it on into the net, went down his own goal, and a fourth goal went in as well. Uh, and I noticed at one point that shot played, <laughs> made uh, a double substitution, and one of the players that went off uh, kicked kicked one of the deck chairs. For the, the the assistant and the head coach had, uh, had two deck chairs sitting beside the pitch. I'm I'm a big uh, fan of that. It's one of these grounds. With, yeah, one of these grounds with a track around it, so they, they've got the they've got the seats further forward from the actual bench. And mm-hmm. one of the subs kicked the deck chair, and it just completely like fell apart, like disintegrated. <laughs> like the, the black, the like smashed with the the back of the deck chair falling out, and it was just lying in a crumpled heap. And the the um, but I don't think the coach didn't really do it. He just went and sat in the, the remaining good deck chair that was there. But that, that's maybe a sign, an indication of the, what the mood is like in the backtrack camp at the moment. Uh, yeah, not happy families. Certainly not looking good. Certainly not. No, no not at all. I'm looking at their, their upcoming fixtures, you know, they go away to Cohen's Fai, a place that we've we, we've mentioned on the pod before. Um, that sh- shows a lot about what kind of pod we are. Um <laughs> And then they go, they've got a Lipstadt at home, obviously, former uh, current Borussia Mönchengladbach um, coach, Daniel Farker used to be the, the coach there. And Rödinghausen away, where um, Enrico Marsen used to be a head coach, who is the coach of Augsburg. And on that note, I want to make a non-Groundhopping-related apology to Augsburg um, after, after this weekend. Um as I think I have been giving them a hard time um, over the last couple of years. And this season, they've actually not been terrible. And uh, the game on the weekend was absolute quality against Bayern. Rafael Gikovic's second mention on the podcast this week um, was outstanding. Maxi Bauer, I think he's actually going to turn out to be a very quality player after moving from foot last year. A decent squad, you know, a decent team. Good lads as well. Obviously, I had the pleasure of meeting them um, in the summer after yeah, giving them a hard time, saying they should be relegated, liquidated, etc. Um, and Enrico Marsen seems like a nice enough guy. Um, and his Rudinghausen will be facing Vattenscheid on the 15th of October. But um, after that short uh, Augsburg um, um, distraction there, we'll get on to the ratings. I can't imagine the game is going gonna, is gonna to score quite as highly as, uh, as, uh, as Cohn. Uh, Slovakia. No, I would I would give the the give the game itself six. I mean four goals, I suppose. When you're, you're you've just had your second game of the trip and had ten goals in two games, you can't really complain too much. But it would have been nice to see a home goal uh, and something a bit more a more competitive. Factory just completely fell apart yeah. and didn't really offer anything. So probably hard to argue above a six for that. Yeah. Just thinking about obviously doing it hit goal music. Um, I, obviously you heard it at, at Cologne, but I think it's um, 
I just want everyone to listen to this podcast to know how good Roy is at whistling. Uh, he sent us all a voice note of him whistling um, um, Pearl's um, Den Venet Rommelchied the other day. And it was, it was one of the best whistles I've ever heard. But um, so no, no goal music uh, having an effect on the rating. Um, the stadium, have we not already, have we already done this? I, I feel like, I feel like uh, we've sort of got ourselves mixed up in the actual rating is for the atmosphere because I don't remember giving a, a atmosphere rating at Cool. I'll give it a nine to be fair. Now that I'm just jumping back. Yeah, yeah. Um, I suppose we can we can sort of combine it to, the two. I suppose. I think I, I've talked about talked to the ground before at Van Shite and Fegel sort of covered that. Yeah. Effort uh, to talk about the atmosphere for this game. The home atmosphere. I mean, they had their ultras with the drum. Um, according to our, our friend Simon, who met up with us after the game to watch back, walk back to Bandshite Hot Banhof. I thought, the, the I, thought, I thought you said that you that you watched it back. You watched the game back, <laughs> <laughs> which would have been a, which would have been an insane dedication to that. You watched it back a four 0 having just watched it. Um, uh, well, as I, as I said, uh, Simon, when the, the rain came on, I think because um, we, we sort of queued up for. Um, could have had Bradburst and then when we came back he was gone. Uh, I think he'd headed undercover. But when he were talking to him later, he said all oh, the ultras, as much as they sort of kept singing throughout, they, they were like climbing the fence and stuff, shouting at the players after they conceded each goal. So disgruntled, but at least they, they kept their kept their support going generally. The rest of the crowd was really a bit flat. In terms of the Stralin support, I, I wasn't actually expecting many of them to be there. Um, it's about, I looked at the maps, it's about an hour's drive. It's near the Dutch border, like out in the west. There was, but there was a good, there was about 40 or 50 of them there. Considering a Friday night game, no points. I was expecting it to be a crowd, like a sort of SAFL crowd of about five people. Uh, and they had, a, they had a couple of flags. Uh, one of the flags said uh, Hardcore Bowen on it, which I enjoyed, Hardcore Farmers. <laughs> So that, that that was that was quite enjoyable. Uh, not really, not really ultras as such, but they they were given that the Auschwitzig, Auschwitzig, yeah, the yeah. them. Yeah, I, I would say the atmosphere. I would give a six. Okay, okay, so re- not, not not bad given the quality of of the game and and the circumstances. Um, food food and drink seems you got you got nicely tanked up again. Nice, nice. What well, well, yes. well by the dinner lady? The dinner lady, yeah. Gave me my card and I spent it on some some nice bratwurst. Obviously, I'm sure the famous two bratwurst. Yeah. Famously, the best bratwurst in the country. So good, you buy two. So so good that you you buy it twice. Yeah, um, and some Stouder Stouder pills as well, which went down nicely. So yeah. I, I'll, I mean, it's, I would push it higher in terms of the quality of the food, but. Because there's no pommers on offer, that sort of of a of a drawback, especially if you're yeah. like Bob and Roy, a, a vegetarian. I don't think they would have really had any. I think the only options were currywurst, bratwurst, and fricadella. So not not really anything for the, the vegetarian among us. Yeah. So probably I would give it an eight. Mm-hmm. So we go. We're taking the the, the slogan. Um, that tried bratwurst. So nice. You buy it twice. Um, <laughs> we're, we're, we're taking that forward with us. Um, um, 
an eight that's doing very well then um and then the the stadium is stadium i would give uh trying to remember what i get last time so we did give a rating probably a seven because as much as i enjoyed it back in may when it was a sunny like 23 degree day it's it's a slightly different picture when it's a, a sort of cold unseasonably cold uh, September evening raining the wet track uh, under very little cover Uh, I've still got a seven I mean it was great to see it under the floodlights pretty iconic and especially when you're walking away from the ground that night you can see it in the distance it it, it makes for quite a good quite a good scene but um, it definitely is an old style ground and it's got its quirks but it's probably not the most if you're in bad weather, that's probably not the most comfortable ground to be at. I would say. Yeah, no, I can imagine. I can imagine. So, so overall, um, Bantshire, as expected, doing doing quite well in the old ratings. Um, obviously, yeah, we we know it's we know it's a a, a favourite of, of Collins, and um, maybe maybe more of us are going to have to uh, to attend to see what all the hype's about. But um, that that brought an end to day two of the fun, did, did it not? It yeah. did, it did. Uh, um, headed headed back with Simon and um, back to Dusseldorf it was. You gained an extra team member. <laughs> Need him on the pod. But friend of the pod, Simon. Yeah. He, said he, he said he's going to, he was like, so what was, uh, what, what, what end of the ground at Somerset Park do you go to, to, to me and Peter? And like, oh, Somerset Road then. He was like, I'll be there. That's what he said. Yeah. And they, he, remember, he, he said whatever end of the, the Cambridge ground that he was in, but I can't remember, so that may not happen. Did you um, tell him about the pod? I didn't. No, I cannot. I I should have. That that was a mistake. How did it not come up? Wow. (laughs) I don't believe it. He was a a talker. He he was quite a talker. I think think he would... I think he would have got on with him. He likes crack it. He was saying how... One, one, You've seen how, um, they, one, one, one thing they, about Scottish people is that they, they just assume that because Scott, most, obviously not Ronan, but uh, most people like yourself and Roy, because Roy said this to me before, they think that like if you're English and you like cricket and there's another person who's English and likes cricket, <laughs> then you must be like the exact same person. Because <laughs> <laughs> cricket is just such an unknown to you. Um, but no, I have no doubt, I have no doubt that... Um, that um, I like Simon from Cambridge, not not too far away from uh, from where I'm from actually. So don't mention the don't mention Peter Brutton. No, 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 the posh. The won't, won't mention the posh who famously are not very posh. Um, no, so good, all, all, all good. One question actually: Did you take did, did your stickers? They they arrived post trip, did they? They did. Um, right. Much like the weather, one of the few good. Good surprises upon returning was uh, the envelope from Bob Haggis. Yeah, uh, addressed to myself. Yeah, so, so I've got my stickers, but unfortunately not arrived in time for the trip. Yeah, I so did have a few Hulk VR stickers though, oh, which I oh. forgot to bring out three days out before. I finally remembered to bring them with me on the the Bochum day. But, yeah, yeah. Well, um, if you live in the if you live in the the Ayrshire area, um, sort of. Get ready for your, for your house to be vandalised with um, GFP paraphernalia in the, in the coming days. Now that now that Collins are well equipped of our stickers, which are pretty smart, I've got to say, they've even got a QR code on them, um, the Spotify link, um, 
a friend of mine actually recently got a um a Spotify um code tattooed on his arm. Um yeah, it plays uh it plays George Ezra, it plays Budapest by George Ezra. <laughs> it actually works as well. Maybe we ought to get Spotify links of uh the GFP tattooed on us. Yet again!